This is labor, 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 Welcome to Labour Days, a podcast about trade union issues and labour history. This is episode 23. Our episode this time is an interview with Katie and Chris, two young workers and trade union activists involved in the Summer Patrols project that TUC, Yorkshire and Humber have been running recently. The patrols are organised visits by young workers and union members to non-unionised workplaces, mainly in retail and service sectors, to talk to other young workers about their experiences at work. The aim is that the conversations can develop in the direction of organising efforts. Our co-host Daniel spoke to Katie and Chris about the patrols and how they fit into broader organising strategies. Both Katie and Chris were speaking in a personal capacity. So here's the interview. Okay, so do you want to start just by um, telling us a bit about the project? What does it involve? How did it originate? And um, what's been going on recently? Yeah, Yeah. so the, the Summer Patrol is kind of like a... Well, we hope it will become an annual canvas, basically, of young workers. So it's kind of the way it works is like a trade unionist partner up and sort of walk up and down the high street and go into businesses like shops, supermarkets, bars, pubs, restaurants and um, ask to interview young workers about their working experiences. Um, so we kind of have this form on our phones that we fill in, basically asking them questions about their working life. Um pay, contracts, yeah. how they feel about it, um, what kind of things do we ask? Yeah, just e- everything that you could... Possibly want to know, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, Essentially, um, yeah, we're asking these questions like, how much do you get paid, um, you know... Um, Are you permanent or yeah. full-time or kind of, yeah, loads of different things like that, basically to try to ha- start having a sort of conversation about what their working experience is like. Um and it's kind of something that we took from the Norwegian TUC, um, the LO, which is like something that they've run over there for like 30 years. Um, but ha- we've adapted it for our purposes. So mm. wh- whereas in, in Norway, they can kind of go in and they can recruit members. Yeah. Uh, this is something that they, they do every year. Uh, they can just say, all right, you work in a shop, so we'll give you this form and you can sign up right here, right now, um, which is not the situation we've been able to do in, through the TUC. Um, so and I think I think it's important to say it's something as well that we probably wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Um. As much as like everybody loves growing the movement, like I think walking into somewhere where this is your first ever conversation with someone, this is the first time that they've ever really encountered a trade unionist. For a lot of people, you can't really just go in and be like, right, here you are, joining up. You're joining Usdor. You're joining the GMB. You're joining Unite. Like it's kind of quite a big step for people and I think we've really treated it as a big step and we've tried to put in all these like intermediate kind of um you know encouraging people first to to see if that issue that they're feeling at work is something that's kind of widely felt and if they can get a colleague to sort of come and meet us or you know come along to a meeting and discuss about like kind of discuss it further sort of like we're not going in trying to recruit people sure so in terms of the actual mechanics of how this activity Mm. works um, I mean, when I, when I was living in Sheffield, I um, I worked at Plug, yeah. and I was involved um, via the GMB actually in what ended up being a relatively short-lived um, campaign uh, to to organise bar workers, and we did some of this kind of type of work, mm-hmm. um, but found ourselves basically getting like cha- more or less like chased out of some right. of the, some of the workplaces <laughs> yeah. that we wanted to go in. You know, a manager or a shift supervisor 
didn't want people coming in off the street and um, having lengthy conversations yeah. with their staff about their working conditions. So how have you found doing that and um, how have you found the kind of mechanics of kind of coming in cold and saying to a worker who's probably never had any contact with the labour movement before, do you want to talk to me about your working conditions? Yeah, I think, um, well, like we're wearing these TUC t-shirts right now. It's <laughs> like we went in kind of branded up as a TUC, but I think like important to note that not many people know who the TUC are yeah um I think the first example actually that we had the other day where somebody actually knew was in York that they'd gone in and they were like the manager was like TUC no 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 you can't come in and everyone was like whoa you know who we are cool like like it's not in general yeah, they, we're not um we're not being thrown out of in, right. in like the complete opposite like um we, we go in and say hi uh we're from the TUC and we've got this survey and we wonder if we, we could make chat. it like the most like bland <laughs> right. deep political okay. thing ever until until we get until you to, speak the, to the, worker. the actual worker and then from there it's still a survey we're still going through the questions but ultimately we're more interested in having this organizing conversation yeah. and generally if we do get um you know kicked out it's because they don't have enough uh, staff on to kind of leave someone for five minutes to talk to sure. us five yeah. ten minutes that's yeah like, that's the main reason like chronic understaffing in so many places is really the reason that we get like they say you can't talk to anybody like and a lot of them will say like you know we're quite busy tonight could you come back you know this other day and a lot of them are quite keen to like make appointments with you and obviously you don't know for what reason that is maybe it's because they've got people in that they know hate their work yeah. and they don't want to speak to them well obviously you don't know that at a time but the vast majority of places we get into and it's purely because although we're branded we like like what we think is because we've got our phones and we don't go about carrying clipboards or anything. We we capture all the data on our phones. Um, and and so the just, crucial thing is we're not going in like, oh, we've heard that there's an issue here yeah. and we kind of, we want to solve that. Oh, I bet you you're not being paid very much at yeah. this place. It, we're not like fishing for these things. We're just going in kind of with an open mind and trying to find the issues through this like long conversation. Mm. What sort of workplaces are you targeting and how are you making the decisions about which workplaces to visit? So we kind of map it beforehand of like, uh, so we did, the, the initial summer patrol that we did was in um, Sheffield, Doncaster, Barnsley over the course of five days. So um, we sort of mapped it out and looked at like, are there shopping centres, are there particular like um, in Sheffield, like the cultural quarter where all the theatres and stuff are and there are other bars around there, uh, shops. G generally it's like places that we can easily access yeah. as like a customer would do, so uh, like completely unannounced we can just turn up and walk in um, we've done like a little bit of hotels but that's just talking to like the receptionist mm -hmm. rather than kind of going in the hotel or anything. yeah yeah and I think um, there has been a little bit of sort of work with local trades councils where mm -hmm. there might have been somewhere that that they said you know we know that there's a particular issue here it might it'd be interesting if you would go in there and try to talk to them on patrol uh, obviously like it's quite hard for the trades council to go in somewhere and say you know we're from the Trades Council. Sure. So the sort of like the sort of like depolitical aspect of it being a TUC survey kind of allowed us to get into some places mm -hmm. where Trades Councils have kind of pointed us to as well and sort of see if that if we were finding similar issues there with them at the same time. So how do you develop the conversation from a sort of politically neutral data gathering exercise mm -hmm. about how people feel about their work and what the issues might be? How do you develop it from that into, okay, well, here are some things you might want to do about it. Mm. Um, and what's the next step if you encounter a group of workers or even an individual worker in a particular workplace who um, 
says, look, we've got a huge issue around this here and I want to do something about it. Can you help me? Yeah, I think I would say, like, generally, like, those questions are, like, those scenarios are rare. Um, we speak to a lot of people that are kind of happy with their work and are fine and don't have any kind of burning issues. Um, when you do speak to people, when we do speak to people, I think... I don't know. I don't know that we would necessarily say to them like, "Here are some things that you could do." Like, I think we try to um, encourage them, or um, sort of like, it, it's it's a way to sort of say to people like, we ask them, "What are you going to do about it?" Like, mm -hmm. and we we try to make it as much like led by them as possible. Yeah, and it's something that we've learned how to do. I think in the summer patrol we were a bit more kind of robotic with the survey mm. and kind of that was the first thing that we did yeah. um, and kind of sticking more to the survey questions but as we've done it more I think and as we've had more training on the side we've learned how to use those questions as more of a trigger uh, at least I have feel mm. like I've got better at that anyway yeah it's like it, I think like a lot of the activists that have been involved in it um, very few of them are there's like a kind of a couple of people that are, are reps in their workplaces and for the rest of us really like this is our first proper engagement with like real organizing conversations with people like a lot of us some people work in workplaces like in the public sector where like you don't necessarily have those conversations on a day-to-day -day basis sure. with your colleagues so like this is kind of quite new to a lot of us and it's been something that's really built our capacity and our confidence um and we've been kind of learning along the way like how to sort of make these conversations a bit more radical and sort of because it's it came from the norwegians where off like they kind of go in and they do a survey and like that's a really big important thing for them is the data collection and the way that they like use it in the media which like fair play to them but like it's not what we wanted it to be and so it's kind of been trying to adapt that and stuff yeah um, I mean I, I actually wanted to come back to that question of how the experience of being involved in this work has affected your own practice as kind of workplace agitators and, and organizers in, in your own workplace but if we just kind of park that mm -hmm. for a second so um I'm kind of interesting. I'm I'm interested in in unpacking what the like longer term perspectives and goals of the patrol as a project are, because um, obviously the TUC is not an organisation that workers can join as as individuals, um, and mapping and gathering lots of information about how workers feel about their work is obviously kind of academically useful um, and potentially important as sort of political propaganda and, and and so on but if we're talking about building workplace organization there's there's obviously a kind of there's a sort of missing there's mm. a bit there's there's a bit of a gap mm. between the kind of activity that the patrol is undertaking and and then st starting to kind of put down those roots so how do you see that that link being made how do you see this activity um evolving into or laying the foundation for um, workplace organisation. Yeah, this is kind of what we're trying to kind of come up with now. We're kind of like figuring it all out at the moment. It's how we like go from that step to the, the next step. I think um, something that we were concerned about as like activists within our own unions is like having a knowledge that sometimes the communication for... Um, <clears throat> as a new member is not always brilliant so like you wouldn't want to go into say like I spoke to somebody working in H&M and they were like really fuming about something and they, they said you know actually I am going to join up today I'm going to go on you know TUC Union Finder and find out which union I need to join and I'm going to go and join them right now like 
that's kind of for us doesn't feel like a good outcome necessarily because like our you know whatever union that person joins are they going to pick them up and go and organize mm-hmm. them like it's something that we've kind of felt as individual activists that as a group um as a kind of cohort that's been drawn under this like kind of umbrella that we've wanted to develop the campaigns with these workers ourselves as much as we can right. and like get them kind of like mobilized and and um not mobilized sorry organized um like off their own backs first before they would go and then join a union and wait for like wait for the union to contact them because it like so often doesn't come like yeah, they'll yeah, get their yeah. membership card in the post and then like fuck all else sure. like like you know you don't want to just leave those people in the lurch by saying like now you're going to join this union and that union's going to help you like because we don't necessarily yeah. know that they will so we've been trying to so um after the main summer patrol we held like a kind of um fairly big meeting mm. to try and get people that we talked to to come along and kind of share their issues and maybe like build a campaign so um Two two people came that but we in, weren't didn't already sure, know. Yeah. But in terms of a trade union meeting, the, <laughs> yeah, the no, turnout was already pretty wicked to be but, fair. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like there was like I think there was like fifteen or twenty of us in the room all yeah. together, which for a union meeting. Look, t- two two mad. workers who you've who you've met kind of cold yeah, exactly. for that kind of work coming to a meeting is you know that's, that's, that's what a start I was especially happy. So yeah. one of them brought along a friend, so yeah. that was like really exciting, uh, and we hoped that that would go somewhere. Mm. Uh, and I think the meeting went really well for them. But then I think somewhat they like left the job or whatever. Mm. So I, I think we're we're, at, we're trying to cross that next step. But we still haven't like managed to figure right. out how to do that yet. Um, but we're like we're figuring out, I guess. Yeah. What what are the relationship? What what is the relationship between um, the patrol and um, individual unions? Because um, obviously there are there are some unions that are kind of organising in. Or attempting to organise in these types of workplaces, I guess the bakers most prominently doing stuff in McDonald's with the McStrike, and then in, in Weatherspoons as well. Bits and pieces of stuff going on um, uh, elsewhere. Um, so, what kind of relationship does the patrol have with um, with individual unions, and is there a mechanism for kind of po- 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 pointing people in the direction of relevant unions? And I guess as a supplementary question to that sort of drawing on some of the things you were just saying, Katie, that how do you deal with that very real issue, which is that, you know, if you're talking to a worker in the retail sector and they're saying, well, which union should I be in? Um, The uh, union that, in sort of technical industrial terms, you should be pointing them towards, Usdor, is, let's say, in the interest of being diplomatic and tactful, Perhaps not the most radical, not hey, the most look, militant. You've got, got another member here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um, um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of goad you into uh, like attacking your own union. Um, yeah. Uh, but but um, look, that 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 is a reality, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That the the main union in the retail sector is basically extremely conservative yeah. and 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 just does not have the kind of culture that's set up to organise a group of young workers who want to fight fight about something. And as you were kind of alluding to, if you met a group of workers in a retail industry workplace who were really up for fighting and the thing you told them to do was join us door, that would probably make it harder for them to fight. Yeah. You know, perversely and tragically and counterintuitively. I, clearly that doesn't mean they shouldn't join. Mm. They should, but that's a, kind of another fight they have to take on. So, yeah, two, two questions there, I guess. What, what is the relationship with individual unions? And then how do you deal with the unfortunate reality of 
the fact that we've got a kind of bureaucratic, relatively conservative movement in, in, in that's made up of unions that aren't really equipped to take on this kind of work. I think maybe we'll deal with the, the second point first, just because it's mm. probably the, where we've got the most to say, is, um, it, personally, from my point of view, I think it's that what we look to do is bring these workers along like a path with us uh -huh. as individual trade unionists, rather than like... Um, it's not that we want to advocate for these people or for it to become a kind of advocacy campaign that, you know, me and Chris are, like, going to sort out the working life for people sure. in, you know, our local co-op. Like, it's not... That's not what we want it to be. But, like, it's just that we wouldn't want to, like, say to these people, yeah, join this union and mm. it'll all be okay. Because um, I don't think it'll happen and I don't think it'll work like that. And so, like, we kind of want to take them along the path as much as possible with us. Because I know, like, I think when we think about why we joined unions and how we got active in them is it is because well I joined like both of us have like family that uh, are trade unionists but I joined specifically because somebody I knew said join the union like and you can do this mm -hmm. and like come along to these things and I think like that's like the along the path that we want to get these people to is that like somebody that they know and trust um has kind of like said to them like this is ultimately something that you can do and that like, this is a change that you can make in your workplace and not necessarily like just that they want to join because they want the like they want yeah. the union you know benefits mm. of going to what do you say Alton Towers it was <laughs> Alton Towers discounts <laughs> like like that's like yeah, I don't know that's covering part of it I think um, yeah but it's also like sector by sector organising is like how they did it, do it in Norway and so it's really easy for them to say like this is who you should join and, sure. and you know that they can be fairly sure that their unions might do something about it although a lot of theirs is kind of a benefits model and they get like a salary sacrifice and things for their payouts. Um, what was the other? So the, the, the relationship of the, of the patrols to, to, you know, to individual unions, mm. have you had any relationship with the Baker's Union mm. and the kind of fast food rights campaign, is that something you're looking to develop? And um, what, what is the relationship like with um, in, in individual uh, trade unions? In Sheffield um, particularly, there was the the um, Baker's Union and the Trades Council like funded for an uh, organiser for fast food campaigns, so he came along to the patrol and, um, and checked that out. And we are looking to see, like, for the future of like the work that we're going to do in Sheffield about how we can link that into the Trades Council um, and the, the kind of information that they've built up through their McStrike organiser, or I mean he's not just, but fast food organising and see if we can tie that into anything uh -huh. uh, that we're doing in Sheffield but I think like union specifically like it's not like you know, Osdor in the region said like, we know that in this I don't know who organises the Sainsbury's. Is that someone else? But anyway, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they didn't specifically su supply us with a list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Organisers is a. Is a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give us a list of like places to to go in and say like yeah, you know we've I got know. members in here that you know it'd be good to talk to people or whatever. Like. Is that a kind of relationship you'd like to develop though? Um, where where I unions are saying you know we've got, look this is a this is a kind of target workplace for us. We've got a small number of members here. Go and go and go and visit and well, see what, what you can. What we're so we're planning to now continue with the campaign further, uh, and and how we're going to do that is we're thinking of targeting like kind of medium sized chain that's in Sheffield, like a kind of bar chain. Okay. Um, and kind of focusing around this, we've got more of a focus because we've kind of identified that that's where there are some key issues. 
Um, but it also avoids this fact of like there being these national partnership agreements yeah, and yeah. kind of that getting in the way of things, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and what would be the um, ultimate goal of um, that kind of targeting? Would it be to um, get a union set up in some of the workplaces that are part of that chain? Would it be a kind of... Um, a kind of material goal, you know, to win a pay increase or some combination of several aims? Well, what would McAlevey say? Strike. Sure. <laughs> Let's get them out all on strike <laughs> now. Let's have it. Um, uh, yeah, I think to get to get this kind of chain, uh, like, organised, mm-hmm. like, in a union. I think uh, so, like, I think... But, but we know it's that there's so, a lot of steps It's really, really early in the, that part of it, and I think it, it was just that we thought taking a specific focus on a specific, like, a... Uh, a chain that's quite we- like well known and capitalizes quite often on their um, sort of like trendy and like oh this is like kind of ethical independent right. vibes okay. and like we know like having spoken to people that work there on patrol that it's like pretty shitty employer so like we know that there's a, there's issues there we know that it might be able to kind of it's big enough for us to sort of as a group try to build capacity there um, but again yeah like it's really early in it and we'll sort of see where it it's again about where those workers in those workplaces would want to take it. Like, we're not going to go in and be sure. like, you lot should be demanding £15 an hour. Yeah. Like, because mm. that's not, like, what's, what's the point in that? Yeah. Like, I mean, it would be nice to be paid £15 an hour. <laughs> but, like, like, other than that, like, it's not really going to build long term yeah. capacity. You're, you're looking for people. demands to kind of arise organically from the shop yeah. floor. Yeah, um, definitely. Just to sort of pick up on your little quip about McAlevey and some of the kind of American models, because one of the things I've had in mind listening to you talk is um, uh, there's so, there's some echoes and resonances for me with um, some of the organisational strategies in the fast food movement in the USA mm. where um, so the Fight for 15 kind of organisation is is a sort of is almost a kind of labour movement NGO almost mm. is probably the best way of thinking about it it's sponsored by a union and it's linked to a union but it isn't in itself a union and my understanding of how a lot of those strikes work is that it's not a kind of traditional um, unionization campaign go in get everyone signed up to the union go through the process of balloting etc etc it's you kind of activate people around this sort of NGO run campaign Mm. and then um, even if only two people out of the shop want to have a strike you kind of pull them out and um, that's your strike and I think what that model has to recommend it is that it's very good for like media leverage you can have a lot of like um, you know you can say we've got a national strike in in, across x number of McDonald's shops which is kind of the model that the the Baker's Union are replicating here I think the disadvantage and the limitation for me is that it's extremely um, kind of it's it's quite shallow organizing and it's um, extremely ephemeral um, and if what your aim is is to actually build industrial power, that kind of strategy, which is more oriented to sort of media stunts and and sort of le- kind of um, PR leverage almost, uh, I think I, th- I think is quite um, is 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 quite limited. And I, I think also there are some, which I'd be kind of interested to ask you about. I think there are some there are some kind of democratic questions. As well, because if the if the if if an organising initiative is basically being run as a sort of, um, I don't want to use the word astroturf because I think that's too pejorative. Although I think in some ways there is a bit of an element of that sometimes. Um, 
if, if it's kind of being run in that way, then there's very little opportunity for um, the workers involved to have sort of permanent and ongoing democratic control over what the what the organisation is doing. Um, whereas if you know, for all for all the limitations, if you are unionising, there's a there's a kind of democratic channel and there's there's the potential for sort of rank kind of insurgent yeah, rank yeah. and file organisation and so on. So. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. I, guess the question is, <laughs> I guess the question is, what do you think about that, and, ha yeah. and have you have you kind of confronted yeah. any of these issues or discussed them in the, within the project? I think that's exactly what we're wanting to avoid. Um, so, um, with, with this, for example, with this uh, next step, with this chain, this like medium-sized chain, there's that risk of us going in and kind of like focusing on like the media and like social media yeah, yeah. and kind of uh, trying to build it in this kind of advocacy kind of sense, oh. uh, like like you were saying with like an NGO kind of thing. And that's exactly what we're trying to avoid. I think uh, it's definitely something we're alive to like, <laughs> as a group, um, and it, like fundamentally, like is not part of our politics as a group as well. But it's again like something that you have to kind of acknowledge our position as like outsiders. Sure. Um, and I don't really know like having thought about like Jane McAlevey, I don't really know how she squares that circle herself because like she's not like she's coming from the shop floor in any of the places that she organises, um, or that I know of. Um, because, like, I don't know, like, I think, like, a lot of us, um, Chris, you're going to be shortly working in the public sector, I work in the public sector, like, quite a few of us do, really, and, like, ultimately, like, although we've got issues at work, like, relatively well paid, and, like, you, you know, we're coming into these spaces because these are where young work, a lot of young workers are, and a lot of young workers who aren't organised, and a lot of young workers who need to be organised, um, well, in our opinion, as trade unionists, we would, we would say they need to be organised. And, like, it's, like, the desire to, like, want to get these people organised and, like, to win change in their workplaces, but to, to try to avoid the, like, um, us coming in and being, like, mm. this is what you should do. And, like, it's, I think it's coming, keep rerouting ourselves back to, like... Um, organizing like self-organization yeah, yeah, democracy yeah, yeah. like what you were saying yeah. and I think that's why we've been careful to be quite slow yeah. so we have all this data about all these workplaces we know what's what's wrong but like we're not um, we're not trying to like just speak for people mm -hmm. sure um, so what's the, the, what's what's kind of next in the um, sort of immediate uh, in the immediate future you've talked about this campaign potentially targeting this chain mm -hmm. um so what what else is kind of on the horizon for the, the the patrols as a as a project i think like linking in with um our local trades council as well and trying to see where we can pick up with the stuff that the um the organizer has been doing with kind of the fast food i think there's some um some definite leads on that that would like like because ultimately like what we have kind of is a capacity that there's a group of us that are willing and able to get out to these places and speak to workers and that's kind of just like offering ourselves where it's where it's useful and where it would be um important for people to speak to people about organizing um and yeah hopefully that the through the tc that the project will become bigger and go outside of yorkshire yeah i think <laughs> like make it national Let's have it everywhere go sure. go go <laughs> um I think so, yeah. I think that would be really good to see it in different regions um, and see how different regions kind of have their take on it. Because obviously, like, a lot of it's been shaped by our activists and, like, what our personal politics are. Like, obviously, yeah. like, we personally don't want to be advocates for these people. Sure. And so that's why it's shaped the way that it is. 
um, obviously with a different group of activists and a different group of people it might go another way um, but I, I, you know we would obviously hope that it would be in our in the model that's mm. kind of has been working so far I did want to ask you some questions that sort of relate to issues of, of maybe broader political perspective um, that, that I think have been touched on so far in the conversation that we've had so obviously the kind of context of the work you're doing in the backdrop is um, a pretty bleak one in terms of the power of organized labor in this country um, strikes at absolutely like historical low the lowest ever level that they've been um, the movement less than half the size now that it was at its peak in 7980 vastly fewer trade union reps um, and this this trend has continued despite the fact that there's been a sort of an upsurge to the left on the political terrain that that hasn't really found an echo in um, in the industrial labor movement um, and I, you know I, I kind of get the sense from the way you've spoken about the project that the longer term perspective is that you you see it in terms of an, of an effort to to you know rebuild and reinvigorate the the power of organized labor ultimately so could you say a bit about you you know your your, your views on that sort of general context um what you think needs to be done to transform that situation turn it around and, and how you see this work fitting into that i know that's a big <laughs> <laughs> massive yeah yeah <laughs> i think you were talking about earlier chris about like um like the unions need to shift away from this kind of like services model and yeah. like kind of promising people like yeah Alton Towers discount mm -hmm. um, and that like you're treating it as an insurance policy because yeah. it's just like I think like we've got <laughs> ourselves to blame in that like that's not inspiring to people like I don't really know why anybody's ever surprised by that like whenever I try to like and you do try because you see that that's how other people have the conversation of trying to encourage people to join the union is like oh yeah well be really good in case anything ever yeah, happens yeah, yeah. to you like and you ha and whenever those words come out of my mouth I like feel deeply depressed <laughs> like even saying it but sometimes it just happens because you like it's it's so much like it's like drilled into like that's what the union mm -hmm. is and that's what you, how you need to sell it to people um but I think yeah that shift away from that is like a fundamental yeah I think like, the reason why yeah yeah the reason why I really like the patrol is because we're getting out there we're talking to people um and we're not we're not just expecting people to join like that and, and that will just be like a dead end where they won't hear from anyone again. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah. It's like, I think face-to-face -face organising as well is like something that, um, as much as like we like kind of pioneered some digital techniques during, like during the Summer Patrol, um, like face-to-face -face conversations, I think like just unions have just forgotten that that's yeah. like how we used to do it. Like... And it's funny that, that when you speak to somebody and you ask them to make a personal step or like personally, like, so you've told me that like this, this and this about your workplace, what are you going to do about it? Like, it's not that nobody's getting that on Facebook when yeah, you're yeah. like, or Absolutely. when you're tweeting them like on a lovely hashtag, like it's, <laughs> it's not happening. Like, it, it's just not happening. Like, yeah. And and I think what, what I found, so I was going into these workplaces expecting people not to potentially even not know what a trade union is uh -huh. and that, what I've realised is that people do know what they are like um, you say to people are you a member and they say no I'm not sure what one is and then you kind of push them a bit further and then it, and then they're saying it's for workers rights or it's if you have a problem at work that kind of thing and I think people do know exactly what trade unions are they're just not relevant at all in their like everyday lives mm -hmm. and so I think it's about making sure that they are relevant and that people are involved um, 
and getting out of committees and into <laughs> workplaces. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're recording this five weeks before a general election um, in which you know some of the issues presumably that have come up in conversations that you've had with people around you know low pay and whatever zero hours contracts etc um, are part of the like national political political discourse and we've got a left-led Labour Party with a relatively um, radical policy platform on some of these questions so has there been any kind of uh, connection um, to, to, to those issues? Has there been a sort of political dimension? H have you, for one thing I'm quite interested in is whether you've encountered in the conversations you've had young workers who have kind of got, have kind of got an eye on some of that stuff and might be sort of enthused by the Labour Party but haven't sort of joined the dots in terms of seeing the workplace as a terrain to, to, to organise on. I think, being honest, I don't. I haven't had that. Like, I think it's. I, I think I've had a couple of conversations where that's kind of come up, um, but it's not like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Jezza, what a lad." Sure. Like, <laughs> I think it's partly because we're going in, and and yeah, there is this disconnect for people between what happens on the TV with Jeremy Corbyn and like what a trade union could be and what happens at work. Mm -hmm. That there's a three like very separate things. Yeah. And I think they're not. People don't associate them with with each other. Yeah, I think like things like. I don't know, quite often people are like, oh, like, we'll just wait for the, like, Labour government yeah, yeah. to repeal all of our shit union law mm. and, like, give us a pay which, rise. Which they haven't even yeah. committed to doing, but... Yeah. But in this, like, oh, yeah, no, then they'll legislate for our pay rise and it'll be great. And, yeah. like, that's, like, everybody's, yeah. like, pinning their hopes on sure. the next Labour government yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're, like... I think, or we could yeah. like do the work now, yeah. have a laugh, like, <laughs> like build it workplace so by workplace, like we literally used to do. Like <laughs> There's so many issues where I find it quite frustrating that we're pinning all our hopes on legislative stuff yeah. particularly yeah. to do with um like the four day week because yeah. i just think like if you if i went to one of these workplaces and said we need a four day week i think so many people would be like i'm currently working seven days a week so how is that gonna yeah. work <laughs> like so many people i know work every single day of their lives practically yeah. Yeah. so i think that is not something that can come through like a legislative route it has to be like people organizing in their workplaces yeah. for it and, and I mean, there's already a glaring disconnect there, right, in that, like, so where I work, for example, um, uh, London Underground is, is a subsidiary of Transport for London. That's administered by the GLA, which is a labour authority. Mm -hmm. um, one of the demands in our pay claim is for a four-day week, which is now Labour Party policy. So yeah. the labour authority could say, right, we're going to implement our policy on TfL going to move everyone onto four-day week contract. We're going to implement our policy on ending outsourcing. We're going to bring all the cleaners back in-house. hasn't happened. So um, I think you're right. There, there is often a very big gap between the radicalism or the sort of superficial radicalism of policies on a national level and then what, what, yeah. what, what actually happens on the ground. And one of the ways to bridge that gap is by, um, you know, organising an action to sort of force the question and... Um, in, in, increased pressure on them. Um, yeah, I think the TUC have said that they want a four-day week within this century. Yeah, <laughs> like really yeah, ambitious. Re really, really bold. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we need we need ambition and and we need people to think that we can actually make change. Yeah. Like so many campaigns are just uh, so from so from my union, Usdar, um We've had like lots of um, retail closures, lots yeah. of like redundancies. I mean, even like this is not with Usdar, but two days ago, like 
hundreds of G, hundreds of ASDA workers have been like made redundant yeah. because they didn't sign like a contract that was going to like really restrict their yeah, yeah, like yeah. working time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the response from from Usdar at least uh, in, in in other workplaces is just uh, to focus on the government, yeah. a, a petition to the government to uh, save our shop, save mm-hmm. our high streets. And like uh, input like ten pound an hour and what stuff. What did they say we the other day? Be... They were going to nationalise Tesco's or something. <laughs> <laughs> if it ever got into trouble again, they would nationalise Tesco. <laughs> like what? Like I just don't understand really why. Like why? Well, I mean, like I mean, nationalise all shops. Yeah, let's I mean, have it. So, like... so, social ownership of the retail <laughs> yeah. sector is fine, but that but that's not it's an not, answer. It's so... not our big demand. Like and like. Yeah, it's just like we there is an answer to what we could be doing to yeah. stop. Yeah, exactly. It's we not an, it's not an answer to the not, question what should workers that. do right yeah. now when we're faced with redundancy. Yeah, you know, wait for a government that's going to nationalise the retail sector. Yeah. You know? Um. So maybe just to kind of start to wrap up, then I wanted to come back to that that question that we sort of parked from earlier, which is um, how has the experience of being involved in this project, these patrols. Um, affected your own practice as um, like agitators and organisers in in your own workplace, um, and also within your own union. And have have you found that there are um, uh, arguments that you've been able to take up within your union um, for you know arguments for kind of tr- transformation, basically um, on 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 the basis of the, the the kind of work you've done as part of this project. I think what's been like really good for me out of the project is like the building the like cross solidarity. Across, I mean, it's like what TUC should be about fundamentally. Yeah. It's like you know, Chris is in our store. There's plenty of people in Unison, UCU, NEU, um, Bakers that have been involved in the in the patrol, and like you just like have that like sociability and the uh, the ability to say like find out best practice in people's unions and say like you know well if you're doing that in your union, why aren't we doing that in ours yeah. and like um kind of asking questions about that and um and kind of being honest with each other about the frustrations that we have in our own unions and about the things that we could be doing better yeah um, i think with me it's, it's made me realize how much we just need to go back to basics like yeah. the kind of bread and butter stuff mm. like coming from because i've been involved major <laughs> campaign slogan was it back to basics <laughs> classic chris <laughs> Um, sorry. It's, like, well, he's, you're not, he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's right, yeah. So, like, coming from, like, you, student politics... Right. Yeah, I agree with John Mason. That's a hot take. <laughs> like, I, I've got, like, my background into politics and, and stuff like this is through, like, student activism yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And and in this, as a student activist, you can just do whatever you want. Like, if you want to occupy a building, sure. you can get, like, 12 people together and do that. And, that, and, and kind of realising yeah. that this... You have to like take it back to basics. Yeah. It, it's such a like slow process mm. to win people's trust and to get them feeling like confident enough to to do something. Um, I think like something that's come of it as well is like we've been we've all like met together to to do the like Jane McAlevey organising school thing right. that's been organised by the um, what is it Rosa Luxemburg Institute or something yeah. mm. like these like live streams basically of like and so that's been really good as a social occasion for us all to get together and kind of watch them and learn from that and think about how we're going to kind of implement that in the patrol and in our own workplaces and sort of like reflecting on that together as like a group of people that are all really aligned on like what we want it to be and what we don't want it to be um it's like there's always somebody to speak to and ask a question to and just say like isn't this shit (laughs) like and and sort of 
yeah, I think we've we've all found it really useful for, as like a place to vent frustration and also like to, something positive in the movement. Yeah. And something actually like a bit of activity, like not on a committee or in a meeting room, like just something to, something to do. Sure. Yeah. I think it feels really positive. It's like going out on the doorstep, but like actually for trade unions, which we love even more. Uh, yeah, out on the shop floor. Yeah. That's, that's a, a pretty good note to end on, I think. So if people wanted to find out more or keep in touch with what you're doing or, or keep up with you on, on social media, where where are the places they can go for that? Uh, the TUC Yorkshire website. <laughs> good. Definitely. The okay. Twitter, the Instagram, Facebook. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put the links to all of that in the... Uh, in the episode description when cool. this goes up. So thanks to both of you, um, you. for your time. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great talking to you. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. That was Katie and Chris, activists involved with TUC Yorkshire and the Humber's Young Workers Patrols, speaking to our co-host Daniel. Thanks to both of them for their time. And if you want to keep up with the project, follow TUC Yorkshire and the Humber on Twitter at TUC Yorks Humber. Just remains for us to give our solidarity to all workers taking action towards the end of 2019. Of course, we've seen the anti-union laws once again shamefully used to block a democratic strike vote with the uh, CWU's uh, national strike. So good luck with the union challenging that in the courts. Uh, but there are other groups of workers who are managing to take action. Uh, workers in higher education in the UCU, for example, uh, outsource workers in the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, outsource cleaners on London Underground, uh, low paid and outsource workers in the UVW union at various workplaces including the Ministry of Justice and Royal Parks, uh, McDonald's workers in the Bakers Union and railway workers on various of the privatised uh, rail lines around the country. Um, as was mentioned in the interview strikes have been at historically low levels in Britain so we're hopeful that these strikes can be developed and spread into an ongoing revival of industrial action. Of course, we've all been busy on the doorstep for the Labour Party for the December general election. Please do vote for Labour and uh, give any time you can to campaign in the last few days of the election campaign. Uh, and also, we uh, very much hope that we can hold Labour to its policy of the abolition of all of the anti-union laws. Uh, make sure that whatever happens in the election, 2020 uh, sees a continued revival of trade unionism in Britain and around the world. So uh, we'll see you in the new year. This is labor, 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 labor